Hi, babe. Welcome to the Horror Babe Show. I'm your host, Chelsea Beller, and for our very first episode, we have Mike Monahan on the show. Mike is a photographer, cinematographer, digital editor, the media production team for this show, and he's my boyfriend. <laughs> Mike and I discuss all things monster related, so that means Godzilla, Alien, Predator, the basics. We talk about how it all began for Mike, and we discuss how we really feel about that new alien home invasion movie, No One Can Save You. Stay tuned. I didn't mean to copy her hair, but I feel like I did. It's your babe show. It's you. Hi, welcome to the Horror Babe Show. I'm your host, Chelsea Beller, and today's guest is Mike Monahan. Mike Monahan is my boyfriend, and he set this whole space up. Um, It's quite impressive. I know you can't see everything, but I'm impressed, Uh, and that's really saying something. I guess a little bit about <laughs> me. Um, so I've always been into horror and I haven't always been able to embrace my love of horror uh, to the extent that I've wanted to. And it's only been in the last couple of years that I've really been able to embrace it and and deep dive and and show it. You know, and um, that is partially because of you, because you're welcome, because Mike, if you don't know Mike, he is so passionate about movies and TV shows and Godzilla and toys and these things that mean so much to him. And they're a part of his life. And I mean, movies are a a part of all of our lives. It's just, it's how we relate to each other, I think. And, um, and it's obviously for entertainment. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really special how deep you go to the extent that there are toys surrounding us right now. Um, I think the shot is a little too close to see everything, but You'll get the idea. Do you want to share um, where this started? Even though I already know. <laughs> but why don't you tell our viewers out there uh, where it all began? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think I can remember that far back at this point. <laughs> I always collected toys. Even as a younger little lad, my toy collection was more of a collection and not so much play things if they were play things i would set them up in like scenes and then not touch the way them. they are now yeah exactly they'd be in little dioramas or scenes or something and then i would just kind of look at it and i wouldn't play with it and then it's kind of when you put it that way it makes sense because that's essentially i was taking a picture without taking a picture back then and now i am a photographer full-time and have been for many years and it started by me getting a camera while in 
graphic design school and taking a photography course. And some of the photos I took in that class were of my toys, which just kind of led from one thing to another. And when I was practicing and practicing and practicing, it would be a lot on my toys. And it kind of taught me how to compose and light things and stuff. And then I actually went to school for photography after that um, degree of graphic design. And that really kind of put me on the path to learning, really like honing in my skills, I guess. Um, but then I dropped out of school and got a job from, from one of my teachers who got me the job because she told me to drop out because I didn't need to be, uh, getting a piece of paper to say I'm a photographer. And so that kind of just led my career into professional photography and I've been doing it ever since. And it's brought me all over the world and actually has allowed me to meet the makers of the monsters that I grew up loving and have built real relationships with these people and kept in contact with them and like worked with them at times and it's all thanks to my love for these monsters that i would grow up watching movies of every day and setting my toys up to be maybe a scene or my own interpretation of something or whatever while a movie's playing yeah what is a movie that's playing it could be anything from godzilla jaws to jurassic park to ninja turtles can't consider that a monster movie, but maybe some could. Um, to really anything at this point. Yeah, it's hard to say because it was whatever AMC had on Friday night. Well, you've told me that your dad introduced you to Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and I, I would I would classify Godzilla under horror in like the monster movie like subgenre, wouldn't you? Uh, depending on where you shop for your movies or check out movies, sometimes he was in the horror section. Uh, as well uh but yeah depending on the movie too he could be very much horror um and my dad i was obsessed with dinosaurs when i was a baby jurassic park hadn't come out yet it was a little bit i was born before that time so So old i know (laughs) so wild to imagine a world before jurassic park the land before time yeah land before time was all i had access to and a couple other things here and there, I guess. But uh, one day my dad just decided to introduce me to Godzilla. I, uh, For the f- people listening and who God- are Godzilla fans, I-, I like to believe my first Godzilla movie was Godzilla vs. Biollante. Because that's what I very vividly remember. Yeah. But Which we watched recently. I-, I watched it for the first time and I really enjoyed it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. No, that's not. But it's good. Um. And, but uh, I've been told that either Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Megalon, which he has seen King Kong, but not Megalon, uh, are my two first, either one of those. But I have a very vivid memory of Biollante scenes from my childhood and it just like burned into my brain and etched in there. So, yeah. And um, what was uh, like your first, um, I want to say like slasher? Or like typical eighties horror film that you first saw or like fell in love with. Um, I was actually terrified of the slashers for the longest time. Uh, anytime a nineties Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy movie commercial came on TV, I'd, I'd bolt out of the room. Or <laughs> um, I remember my neighbors were watching a Freddy marathon one day, and I was just like avoiding the screen at all costs by walking by and like (laughs) 
somehow just turning my body to the blind or something. Be loud, loud, so I can't hear it. So I was like avoidant of those for a long time, and then I saw Predator Two one day while I was waiting for a Godzilla movie to come on, and Stan Winston was chatting between commercial breaks about these monsters. And at the time, I don't think I understood that he had made the Predator, but there were he was talking about this thing, and it was like right when you first see it it its face for the first time after the subway scene and all that and i had no idea what i was watching no actually it was the scene where he uh does king willie's decapitation and i see this invisible thing standing on water but i don't know what i'm seeing and then all of a sudden this guy's head's cut off and his skull's put on a wall and later on i grow up to see a xenomorph skull on that wall and it's like whoa um but you know that that could Predator and Predator 2 are considered slasher movies, in my opinion, but horror, sci-fi, thriller at the same time. The first Predator is definitely a slasher movie in the jungle. And I would say that that was what introduced me to it, which we'll get back to that later, because I guess that's not exactly how it started, but that's probably where my entryway was. And then once I saw Alien and Predator, I got way more brave and I started marathoning the Freddy, the Jason movies. Uh, the the Texas Chainsaw movies, yeah, yeah, those Halloween. were my Halloween. Yes, but I didn't like it much till I got older because it was too slow for me. I got more appreciative as I got older because yeah, I was a child. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I I get it now and it's good stuff. At least Do you get one. it now? <laughs> yes, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like cool. Um, we actually went to his house yes which was an amazing experience why don't you talk about that yeah so that's one of the things i kind of alluded to when i said i got to work with some of the monster makers i was given the incredible opportunity to work with director writer michael doherty who is known for writing um x-men 2 and a couple other like superhero movies here and there and some other things but mostly for trick-or-treat that classic he wrote and directed that and um also godzilla king of the monsters which is my favorite uh monster vs. american godzilla film of the recent entries and got to have coffee with mike and meet him and uh how did that start though he and i were following each other on instagram he followed me after i had commented on one of his videos um from a premiere of godzilla or something like that and didn't he like like one of your pictures or something? he followed and liked a picture of mine yeah i just had the the balls to reach out and say hey thanks for the follow i'm a big fan sent him a picture of my godzilla toy <laughs> like a nerd and then also sent him a link to my toy photography of monsters and just said would love to grab a coffee or get in touch someday and a year or two later because of the pandemic he reached out for um a coffee day one day he uh saw some photos i'd posted of godzilla's head popping out of the cinerama dome during advertising for king of the monsters mm-hmm. he'd asked if he could have some some high-res copies of that and we had totally made a deal there and then we had coffee too and couple months after coffee he reached out to say he needed uh photos for a interview he was doing for a tv guide um 
spinoff magazine yeah. called Remind Rewind, I believe. Rewind. Oh, well, it's right here. It's right here. <laughs> Remind. Remind magazine, and they did a October of that year uh, was a Halloween themed uh, issue, and uh, he asked me to come take photos of him in his space because he rented out the room where Michael kills his sister in the first movie. And that's his office where he writes now in Pasadena, California. And uh, yeah, he asked me to come shoot those photos and we did. And now they're published in this magazine here. And yeah. Uh, Which signature is his? I always forget. Ah, yeah, the red one. Yeah. Signed by all the contributors for this magazine. And uh, yeah, that was a really fun day. And it was also really hot. We. Uh, it was. <laughs> and. Um, like that something like that yeah. and i got to come with you yeah got him and it shot photos of him and his new puppy that he had just got days before yeah. um and that was he was a cutie yeah yeah um and sorry i'm gonna talk a little bit about myself here but um <laughs> it is isn't it um so this is the spread and you have a picture of this on your instagram don't you yeah Okay, and um, there's some beautiful shots of Mike and his puppy dog in his office and outside the home. And the home has been like really nicely like repainted and everything is just gorgeous now. Um, but uh, Mike, I'm sorry if you don't like people knowing this, but he has a Michael Myers um, mask. And he will wear it and spook people from his office window. And um, it was your idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we, we were going to put him on the porch, Mike on the porch. and Mike Doherty on the porch. <laughs> said it would be really great if Michael was looking down from the window. And, Michael Myers. Yeah, and it was perfect because we had a, a model that could fill the space for that to wear the mask. This yeah. is a screen used mask from one of the one of the movies. We never figured out exactly which. Yeah, but it was, was. Uh, I think it was signed or something inside, and yeah, I was I was too timid to you know take a picture or anything. I mean, you wouldn't be able to see it from here, but you can um, put graphic up for the viewers. Yeah, I think that would be good. One. Hey, we're doing an audio and visual podcast. So if you want to see what we're doing, you can. But if you just want to listen to us, um, our really sexy, brassy voices, then you can do that too. Her voice. I'm not here all the time. <laughs> yeah, just me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's me in the window. And it's, it's my claim to fame. Yeah. I, I have a few claims, claims to fames. Alien is one of your favorite movies. Uh, when were you first introduced to Alien? How and why? And tell us about your collection because it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Alien was a interesting one for me for a while because it was one of those things where I mentioned earlier about Godzilla being in the horror section sometimes and I would have to check at my, my local library where I would get my most of my Godzilla rentals I would have to check the horror section and A is pretty close to G and Alien always was there and the cover with the egg glowing with just the text Alien and that weird grid underneath it. We'll throw up the as a little child just creeped the crap out of me. 
And then Predator was there too. And that was just text with red Predator. Predator 2 was more ominous in my opinion. But um, that just hit a core for me. And I was like, it was one of those like kind of mentioned earlier where I didn't look at it when I walked by or avoid it or turn away from it. Just a glowing green egg. Yeah. It just <laughs> freaked me the heck out. I don't know why. Just because you didn't know what was in the yeah, egg. Yeah. Because you know that something's going to come out of that egg and it's not going to be Yolk? It wasn't. Um, oh. But yeah, it finally, one day I got, I got older one day. It's crazy. Oh. I aged. Wow. Um, we were in we were on a road trip to Sacramento to visit my grandparents after I believe it was the summer after nine eleven. So we were not flying anywhere in my family and we're from Seattle. So we drove down and we ended up in like a, doing a family day in Old Town Sacramento that had and we had to found an arcade there and that was like of course my brother and I's gravitational that's where we wanted to be instead of all these gift shops that had the same thing over and over again um but i finally like had the balls to like look at this alien versus predator arcade game that was sitting there and i was just looking at the 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 screen playing itself or whatever the animations and stuff right. I was like, this looks so cool <laughs> i don't understand there's these bug monsters and then the, there's this other guy obviously if you're a fan of the franchise you know that the alien versus predator arcade game is not really much like movies but uh it still was like enough for me to ask my dad what is alien and what is predator on this spring break vacation i'm on with my family at my grandparents retirement home and my dad and i doing mini golf or something in my in this retirement place community and i just asked him that question what are what are these aliens and predator movies and my adult self now would be pissed because he spoiled everything <laughs> he told me every detail like he told me this crab spider monster comes out of an egg after he looks into a thing and then the thing puts a thing inside of him and shoots out of his chest in front of everybody and everyone was well, scared spoilers spoilers <laughs> for alien so i would be pissed at my dad if it were me today but i was 13 i believe or 12 and it was just like Everything he said was the most amazing, awesome, coolest thing I'd ever heard in my life. There's an alien that's like the size of a T-Rex. Like, what the heck? Oh, my God. Is it that big? Yeah. Yeah, it's about just about um, give or take. And so, like, things like that. Or uh, he, like, got all the way through the end of Alien uh, Resurrection at the time was the last movie that was out. So there was no Alien versus Predator movies or alien covenant prometheus as yet only had predator 2 was the last predator movie my dad told me a lot about those two movies and we got home from that trip on like a saturday night or a sunday and i had uh, like begged them to take me to blockbuster that night so i can rent at least alien or something and we watched alien as a family and could clearly tell my mom was not enjoying herself but she liked to play it off as she didn't like it but i think she just was too scared um she wasn't a big horror fan she was not a big horror fan so anyways we watch it as a family and then i think either within a week or so we're watching aliens or i'm watching aliens and that same time frame i happen to see predator is playing on showtime or hbo or something and i we don't have dvr yet so i have to sit down and watch it when it hits when it's on and i watched predator for the first time and it was like 
whoa, this is nuts. And I'm realizing this is a there's a Predator 2 and I had seen Predator 2 and not knowing. And that's where it all kind of came together. I was right. like, oh, I've seen a Predator movie without. Oh, uh, OK. So what have I seen? And then I finally I had not seen Predator 2 for a long time and I'd not seen it on TV like that time when I was much younger. So I asked for it for my birthday on DVD and I got Predator 2 and watched it and I saw the first chunk of it for the first time in my life and that was my like favorite one for the longest time um and yeah so I got sucked into those franchises and then I started wanting the comic books and there was an Alien versus Predator arcade game or um, not arcade game PC game um AVP2 which opened up a whole no- a whole nother world to me where I was like doing online gaming for the first time in my life and it's where you had to type to chat so you're having to be a fast texter at the same time as playing a game and getting shot at and doing all these things. And I was surprisingly good at it back then. I don't think I could do it now. Um, and that got me into the online communities of Alien and Predator and wanted to talk about those games and find out how to be better and also like meet people to play with. And eventually I got so into the franchises and the communities that I was asked by one of the site makers, um, Aaron, uh, also known as Corporal Hicks online, uh, to start a alien and predator podcast for avpgalaxy.net, which was one of my heavy, yeah, one of my heavy, uh, rotation sites. And I've still been going to that site for over 20 years now. And to this day, and that site's grown and grown and grown. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, it's been going since, it shut down for a little bit after the first ABP movie because the owner hated it <laughs> and it broke his heart. And I understand, <laughs> but then he brought it back when the next ABP movie came out and we never shut it down again. We've kept it going. Um, but I became one of the site managers and helped a, uh, Aaron with the podcast for a few years. And then my photography took over, but I still kept close with a couple people, mainly my buddy, Adam, who took over for me. Uh, with the podcast and he and Aaron have kept it going strong ever since with just a very good listen if you're an alien and predator fan but that relationship has also kept me in contact with a lot of these people and they're, they're such a big site that they get interviews with a lot of the people that make the movies or get in contact with them so through them I've managed to build these relationships with those people and it's just been full circle and because of that alien and predator website I have had some of the coolest experiences in my life and been invited to movie premieres and got to see prey so that was because of my photography and also the avp galaxy kind of the two of them combined made that invite happen and uh was one of the first in the world to see that movie and crazy i've seen that movie three times in theaters because of that and I, uh, me too uh once, once yeah. yeah and so yeah it's just uh kind of been that that that's been a kind of a through line through my life for a while now is that alien versus predator galaxy.net avp galaxy and the people that help run it and they're a lot of my best friends because the the length we've all known each other and how how we've all been through it through bad movies good movies great games bad games dry spells (laughs) um yeah i would love to have um adam adam zeller on the ridgetop Pod. Yes, Ridge Top. So, do you have a favorite horror movie? Alien is probably my, if you want to consider that horror. Right. 
Yeah. That's yeah. also my favorite movie. But we watched No One Will Save You. I always think it's you can save you or something. I don't know why. You can be saved. <laughs> you hey, save yourself. Um, no, we watched uh No One Will Save You last night. And we both had a very similar reaction, I wanna say. Uh, we really enjoyed I would I would say the first half of the film um, because the jumps and the suspense were all so well done and well timed. Um, it was just the last half that was a little too whimsical for me. Um, I, I just I still have a few questions and um, I I don't know. I feel like they were trying to stray from the norm, which is a huge feat, but um, I don't know. It, I would grade it a B, a solid B on like an A to F scale. What do you think? But not a B movie. No. No, because it was really well done. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it might take another watch, which I don't really have a desire to do right now, or take some time to marinate some of the thoughts, because some of it, I think I said it last night, there were things to be desired or didn't feel like all of these big ideas were completely fleshed out. And they didn't follow through with everything all the way. And maybe that's on purpose to leave it ambiguous at times and have you have your own interpretation. But then some things they just showed so much of that it was like, okay, why why are you giving that to us, but not this or whatever? Yeah, I agree. I don't want to give anything away because it's best to go in blind because even the trailer gave a lot of the first half of the movie away. I wish maybe I hadn't because there were some jump scares I was fully expecting because of the trailer. But there was stuff in the second half that wasn't at all hinted at. Um, but it's best to go on blind. It is a good watch. And might, I think a lot of people might have very split reactions. Some people might love it. Some people might come away like us. We're like, oh, it was good, but there's maybe more I got to think about or it's going to marinate for a bit or I need to watch it again or or maybe it just didn't didn't jive with the ending or how it how it wrapped up but they definitely took a swing that's for sure and maybe that's okay and you just need to let that sit for a while and you'll start to understand some things yeah so what do you think is it that brings horror fans back over and over and over again. Why do we want to be scared? Why do we want to watch horror movies? I think it could be a little different for everybody. Um, some people, for them, these movies don't scare them, but they give them almost a release for the stress that they deal with in their lives. These these horror icons or these monsters or you're the final girl or whoever getting the victory or the kill or what, whatever it be, that might be the therapeutic release for these people. 
in a really crappy situation in life and sometimes that little bit of entertainment is is what they need um i think people see themselves a little bit in some of these slashers um or horror movies uh sometimes they might see a little bit of their crude humor in like a freddy um or some people if you want to take it like really literally like the strength of jason him being an unstoppable force or michael myers like some people really enjoy that and get again kind of like a a cathartic release or a payoff in a way by watching these things but then there is something about being tapped into the things that scare you and startle you and um it's fun i like to think that horror should be fun but then there is horror that does leave you after you watch it going that wasn't fun but it was good and uh, that those are different kinds of horror movies but yeah. sometimes even if it's not fun you might step away from it and go that's fun in a different way right. um, but it, it gives us a thrill um, the scare is always a thrill sometimes it might just be a jump scare it might also be a psychological you walk away from it and you're like like disturbed or like creeped out and you can't yeah, I have to have the lights on or something like that because it just tapped into that right primal fear or something, and that's maybe why, possibly. But monsters are cool too. Monsters are great. We've always had monsters in our mythology and histories yeah. and folklore. Yeah, but we have the classic uh, Universal horror uh, monster guys here. We're missing a couple. But um, who's your favorite of like the Universal monster movie icons? Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creature. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Uh, why do you like Creature so much? Uh, I don't know. He's different. He's not. He's not a. I mean, he looks like a man, but he's the least human out of all of them, and I think I've dated to the least human of things. But humanoid still? Still humanoid, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's also the like the tragedy of it, like being taken from his home, depending on which movie you're watching, and also the kind of getting a crush on a lady, and he's not this not kind of sure what he's seeing, and he wants to take her. It's kind of like that King Kong story too, where he's pulled away from his home, but. And there's also the woman involved and just kind of confusing for the beast and it's a tragic story for the beast and those are always um a little bit more relatable i think relatable how it could be many different things it's like a sadness for them like you 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 can see it like with king kong he's like an animal taken away from his habitat you see that with the creature uh, when he's studied in the labs and stuff um, and you feel bad for them so I guess relatable in that way you can see it like an animal at a zoo that's not wanting to be there or or something like that or performing like especially with King Kong where he's being put out on performance like sympathetic. sympathetic yeah but then there is also the uh, beauty and the beast situation where like you could get real weird with it and be like some people relate to these monsters because they feel like they're the beast and they won't 
ever be with the beauty kind of thing. And that's sad, but that that is a I've heard that so many times from people who are fans of monsters and yeah, yeah and yeah. stuff like that. Um, um, that's why I guess where I can say it's relatable in a way for some people too. Yeah, yeah. You could always see yourself in the monsters or a little bit, or like with Godzilla, a lot of us little guys were saw him as an inspiration because he was so tough and nothing made him back down. You always kind of took that as an inspiration. Did you refer yourself as a little guy? Little guy. <laughs> little guys and little gals. <laughs> when we were little chilling. Um, for the listener who's hearing all these weird uh, sounds, <laughs> Mike is playing with the creature, moving him around, repositioning him, giving him uh, different uh, expressions and whatnot. It's uh, it's entertaining. <laughs> Oh my god. That's uh, the expression he would have if he looked in the mirror. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that's enough. Cool. Enough already. Um. <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And our uh, friends. Yeah, these are our friends. That doesn't make us seem sad. <laughs> we have no friends. If you're ever wondering where we are, we're hanging out with our friends. <laughs> our toy friends. That's it. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Horror Babe Show. I'm your host, Chelsea Beller, and it's been a pleasure. Um, if you're listening, thanks. If you watched us, thanks. Um, it's really fun doing this. Uh, I wasn't really sure whether to make this a YouTube channel or a podcast, and I decided, why not do both? ¿Por qué no los dos? Um, this has been really cool, and I'm just, again, really impressed with how set up we are and it makes me hopeful that this will turn into something but even if it doesn't i'm really happy uh just to be doing this and talking to people i love and people i care about (laughs) and um about all this stuff because it's really it's just fun i love talking about horror i love it so much and um i know you do too so thanks um Oh, yeah. Uh, Make sure to like, review, subscribe. Comment. Comment. I love good comment. Make sure to say, hey, babe, if you enjoyed this. Um, And if horror isn't your thing, but you came just to see what this is all about, we really appreciate that, too. So make sure to like, review, comment, subscribe. Uh, you can learn all the updates and things on my Instagram at Horror Babe Show. Might be at The Horror Babe Show, but I don't think it is. And um, yeah, thanks, guys. Bye, babe. Thank you so much for watching The Horror Babe Show. It means so much. Make sure to like, comment, review, follow, subscribe. Every little part counts. And you can find out more information about when we're posting our next episodes 
on Instagram at Poor Babe Show. So see you there. Bye, babe.